0: Welcome to today's message from Transformation Church with Pastor Jim Balzano. I gotta tell you, I was at the conference in Hong Kong. It was a, it was a lot of fun, man. We we um, but if you if you were somebody who needed a lot of order and a lot of plan ahead of time, it was kind of funny because I I first got there and and um, on Wednesday evening and um, went Thursday morning and met some of the guys who were organizing it. Uh, Pastor Paul, I, Pastor Joshua Duong, and and he, he they said, oh, by the way, you're, you're speaking at, at, at two o'clock on this. Oh, okay. Thank you. I've got to go find my notes on that. <laughs> do I have any? Oh, by the way, tomorrow morning, yeah, you're going to speak on this and you're going to speak on marriage. Marriage? Oh, great. How do you speak on marriage in in China? I think I'll just use the Bible. How many think it works? still works in China. And it was just kind of one of those. It was so funny. And, oh, yeah, you and Andre are doing a session here on this. Okay, great. <laughs> It was really like, okay, I'll be able to fly by my seat in my pants. I'm okay with that. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to spend a few moments today talking to you a little bit about that. Um, You know, I was able to go to Hong Kong, participated in a conference for a few days, had the opportunity, like I said, to speak several times. Um, I've been to a number of places throughout the world. God has blessed me with that opportunity. Um, You know, sometimes I, I chuckle. I grew up in Dysart, Pennsylvania. Actually, not even in the town. I grew up in between Dysert, St. Augustine, Asheville, Patton. I am just a kid from the country, you know, and gave my heart to God finally at 20-some years of age. And since that time, God has blessed me with a lot of wonderful opportunities. One of those has become the pastor here. And then just the times to be able to go to different places in the world that I never dreamt you would go. I've been in Ukraine, and, and that was incredibly cool. I was there doing a revival in Spain several times, uh, Albania, Africa a couple of times, Mexico, Egypt, It's kind of cool when you're in Egypt and you're standing there and you're going and you're looking at the pyramids and you're looking at the Sphinx and you're going, man, I looked at this stuff in history books when I was a kid. Now I'm standing here looking at this, you know, and these things are byproducts in my life, blessings in my life for saying, okay, God, I'll do what you want me to do. Go where you want me to go. And those things are byproducts. But I also got to see the kingdom of God at work in all these variety of places. Spain is very hard ground. It's very hard ground in Spain. Ukraine had a revival going on. Africa's a joy, man. Kenyan people are wonderful, um, spirited people. Just, just love Kenya. Um, but in Hong Kong, I, I saw something that was a slight bit different in each of those places. I, I saw and I heard something that I can only describe as an authentic joy of the Lord. In the midst of it all, there was this joy of God. There was roughly four to five thousand people at this conference. Now, however, there were about four thousand people who were kept out of Hong Kong and not allowed to come to the conference by the authorities. All right. Uh, They were actually detained at airports. There was supposed to be about ten thousand people there. The organizer of the event himself, Joshua, he was deported about a week before we went to Hong Kong. He was deported from mainland China and he ended up in Vietnam and his family, they kept in mainland China. They were punishing him because of preaching the gospel and so forth and so on. And it actually took him three different attempts to get into Hong Kong. All right. And so, you know, so that was kind of interesting hearing those stories. Um, there was an amazing moment at the conference when one of the speakers asked a question. They said, how many of you here are from mainland China? I'll tell you, every hand in a, it was like every hand in the room went up uh, out of those four or 5,000 people. Then he said, how many of you are here from Hong Kong? And it was about 12 to 15 people. It was a mind-blowing moment for me. The House Church of China had shown up in Hong Kong for this conference to be shown into, it was called the Send Out Summit is what it was called. It was to raise up and send out. They have a goal of of having um, 20% of China become Christian by a certain date. They have a goal of sending out 10,000 missionaries. It's an incredible thing to witness. And and there was all of these people from mainland China that were there. It was incredible. You know, the government in China is socialism. The population is 1.37 billion, all right, with 85 million of that being Christians. The main religion is atheism. All right. And the persecution level, according to Open Doors, is high. Now, how many of you know when you look at that list, the number one persecutor of Christianity in the world right now is North Korea. Second is Somalia, then Afghanistan, and on and on. China ranks about 39th on there. The source of the persecution is communist oppression. All right. um, it has intensified in the last number of years. Um, they reported that an estimated a third of all religion believers in China who belong to faith groups face high to very high levels of persecution, ranging from bureaucratic harassment and economic exploitation to harsh prison terms and even deadly violence. Um, they' have been affected by cross removal church demolition campaigns, punishment of state-sanctioned leaders, and the arrest of human rights lawyers who take up Christian cases. And and so I'm, I'm there, and I'm in this, and all these people from mainland China where the church is being persecuted, and they're going under all this scrutiny, the organizer himself, since 2012, would have to show up every week to have tea with the police. All right? The reason he was having tea with the police is because then they would interrogate him on everything that was going on with the church, right? And it got to the point where just about a month or so ago, they brought him for tea and they asked him, are you still planning to do this conference in Hong Kong? It was not a question, it was a threat. And he said yes, and that's when they deported him and kept his family as punishment, all right, because they're trying to persecute the church. And, and so I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm watching the people. I, I got some pictures I want to show you. Let me try to show you. They're a little bit dark. We might have to bring the house lights on. I, I think I have four pictures I just want to show you. Um, so, okay, do we need to bring the lights down? Can you see them? What do you think, Troy? Okay, there they come. They're coming down. Okay, this is ordination night. There was 40 some people who were ordained that night in the ministry that I got to take part in. Andre got to take part in. We got to pray over people. There was 41, 40 some that got ordained. There was another 100 and some who were being prayed over going into ministry who had a certificate or something like that. I want to focus a couple of people. You, you have to have been there, okay? This, this, is, this is just the joy of the Lord who overwhelmed this lady. I mean, you have to understand, these are people being ordained who came out of mainland China where they're being persecuted and you just see the overwhelming joy on their faces. It was an incredible moment to see. It's just laughing, just laughing. Not, not hysterical, goofy laughing. Just overwhelming joy of the Lord, laughter. And then I can't tell you how heart-touching it was. Let me see what else we got. This, oh, this, see, this... Every class I would teach, I would take a picture of them. I'd say, I want to take you back and show you to our church. And so just look at the smiles. Look at the, the, okay? Now this guy right here, see that guy right there? I snuck into that one. All right? But they just have so, they have so much joy. That's one of the smaller classes that we taught. Let me see what else we have. Oh, this one just touched my heart. This is Andre speaking one night. And while he's preaching, there's this big altar area. Nobody was up there but this little girl. She was just enamored by the preaching of what was being done. And she stood there. And it was such a, such a touching moment. I can't explain to you the hunger in the Chinese people for the things of God, for the word of God. And she just stood there, and it was such a touching picture to me. Another one. What else I got? And this, this, let me tell you, somebody begins to sing, and they run to the altar. Literally, I'm just telling you. They just begin to sing, and they run to the altar. There's no, nothing. And this is just pure joy, hunger for God, a desperation for God, but not a desperation for God that's despondent. How many know you can be desperate for God, but not be despondent? All right, and, and that's what they were. So it's just a few pictures that's just trying to show you, man, what, what an awesome atmosphere. It was an atmosphere. You can bring the lights up. I think that's all we have, right, Troy? Okay, and, and, and so I, I want but, to, but I'm not going to, Like I told Andre, I said, you know what happens when pastors come to an event like this? They go home and try to beat that into their people. We need to be more like the Chinese. We got it. Now, let me tell you what. The truth is, we do. But I'm not going to guilt us into it, beat us into it. There's just a hunger and stuff that's amazing. But what I want to talk about is the joy. Okay? I want to talk a little bit, just a few moments. I won't be real long, I don't think. All right? But, you know, I play it by the seat of my pants, so we'll see. But I just want to, I need to speak. I, I just watched it. This was authentic joy of the Lord in a people who were oppressed, in a people who have been persecuted, in, in a people who, you know, have crosses destroyed and churches destroyed, and some have husbands in jail. And, but yet there's such joy in the house. And, and how do we have that? And do we have that? And, and I, I want to talk a little bit about that. All right, and so I'm going to do a couple of things that are really basic and then lead you to a couple of places. First of all, there is no authentic, godly, biblical joy without salvation. You can't get what comes from salvation unless you get saved. You can't have the joy of the Lord. You can't have the joy of your salvation unless you're saved. David, after he sinned with Bathsheba, remember his prayer? He said, God, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Restore me and grant me a willing spirit to sustain it. The psalmist said in 95, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Psalm 132, I I will clothe her priest with salvation and her faithful people forever sing for joy. Isaiah 12, I love this scripture. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Salvation is a joy producing event in your life, is it not? I remember years ago, somebody got in our church, got saved. And man, they just were just so full of joy, so full of excitement about God, so full of passion and just excited. They couldn't wait for Sundays. And, 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 and they were telling somebody one day, I just love God. I just love that I got saved. I can't wait for a church on Sundays. And you know what this brilliant, saved, tenured Christian told him? Don't worry, that'll wear off. What is that? Help me with that, please. How, I, why? First of all, if that happened in your life, go be God. that's your business. Why would you say that to somebody? Why would you tell somebody it wears off? It should never wear off. You know why? Because I don't know about you, but I learn more about God every day. I learn more about his salvation every day. I learn more about him every day. I'm going to tell you something. It don't get old. I'm going to tell you something. I spent another week at the beach this week. It doesn't get old. It doesn't wear off. And God is better than the beach. Tim's over there wrinkling his nose. Okay, Tim, you can pretend you are camping. All right? Sick individual. All right. But the fact of the matter is, if you want joy, your joy that you want Starts with Jesus and ends with Jesus. It doesn't start anywhere else. A lot of people are running around this earth looking for joy. Many people settle for happiness, which is an emotion that comes and goes. Based upon circumstances and situations. But if you want joy and you want true joy... It doesn't start until you give your heart to Jesus, until you surrender to Jesus, to accept what Jesus did on Calvary's cross, until you accept the redemption that he provided, and he makes you a new creation because now you are born anew from above, and now there's something resident in you that wasn't there before. You got joy of salvation. All right? Because here's what the Bible tells me. Because what the Bible tells me is, you know, you can't, you can't find people in the Bible who experienced the salvation of God that didn't experience joy. Remember, remember lying cheating, little short Zacchaeus? Hmm? Climbs up in the sycamore tree. I can't see Jesus. I'm gonna climb up in the tree. Jesus said, I'm gonna to come to your house. He comes to his house, gets saved, rocks his world. Out of the joy of that salvation, I'm gonna repay everybody I cheated, and I'm gonna give away, I'm gonna to give to the poor. Because, man, how can I not when this has just rocked my world? He didn't need a tithing class, did he? <laughs> An encounter with Jesus, and you'll never need a tithing class in your life. An encounter with Jesus will cause you to give, and you'll never need to be guilted or manipulated or told you need to because it is something that produces in you a spirit of giving, a spirit of joy. It, it just does. You, you got Zacchaeus, you got the jailer, Paul and Silas, in prison, the jailer's guarding them. The walls come down. The, the, the chains come off. And the, walls, the doors are open. The walls are shaking. They're still there. He's going to kill himself. Paul says, don't. What do I got to do to be saved? And the Bible says that he experienced the joy of salvation that night. With joy. You see, joy starts with salvation. It doesn't start with church. It starts with Jesus. It doesn't start with a doctrine. It starts with a person. It doesn't start with a dogma. It starts with a person. Joy is never the goal. Jesus is the goal. Joy is a byproduct. You want joy? Know Jesus. But then what happens, the Bible tells me that once I become saved and I have experienced the joy of salvation, the Bible tells me that inside of me is put a deposit, an earnest money called with the name of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit takes residence in me, all right? Aren't you glad that the Holy Spirit takes residence in you? Hmm? Why? Because he does a work in you that you don't want done in you, that you can't do in you, but he does it, and once he does it, you're happy that he did it, (laughs) right? Right? It ain't pleasant at the time. I don't like it right at the moment. I don't want to do this, but man, do I like the outcome? I don't like eating healthy. And I don't like running and I don't like exercising. But I like the outcome. I just wish it could all happen while I was sleeping. I mean with me. The Bible says the Holy Spirit lives in me. Given to me. Then the Bible talks about a scripture that many of you know very very well. Galatians chapter five verse twenty two says what? But the fruit of the spirit is love. Oh. Love Oh my God, oh my God. If that's joy, I don't want to hear any more. joy. <laughs> love, joy. <laughs> love, joy. Love. Joy. Oh, it's so much nicer. I thought I was gonna have to throw one of these bombs. All right? <laughs> I mean, come on. That's sometimes how we live our Christian life. I got joy. I got joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Huh. Yeah, give me some of that. All right, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. You see, that word fruit means the fruit of the trees or of fields or of a person's loins. Uh-oh. His progeny, his posterity. Wait a minute. The Bible tells me that Jesus is joy. If his spirit is living in me, guess what? There better be joy in me that comes from his loins. This joy ain't Jim's. This joy is Jesus. Given to me. Listen. I'm five foot 11. 127 pounds. On this side. <laughs> My children are not born six foot six. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> right? No, why? Because that fruit came from this seed. And if you're not to blame me, blame your grandmother. All right? You unfortunately got my genes but the bible tells me that the spirit of god lives in me and the fruit that's developed in me comes from jesus now i have love i have joy i have peace patience kindness goodness and faithfulness some of those need worked on a little bit patience is not my strong point especially when it comes to technology that's troy I want you to know he said that while he was walking through the back door. He wasn't even in here. He caught that at the last moment. Okay. The fruit of the loins. The the joy that is God's in you comes from the loins of Jesus. It originates or comes from somebody or something and has an effect on your life. All right. So here's the deal. So now you have joy, not because of you. You have joy because of the Holy Spirit. Who lives in you? The Bible tells me on multiple occasions in the book of Acts that the, the disciples were filled with joy in the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells me that Jesus had joy in the Holy Spirit. If Jesus has joy in the Holy Spirit, how many of you think I might need joy in the Holy Spirit? Now. So here's what happens. So I get saved. You give your heart to God. You're born anew from above. You experience the joy of salvation. The Holy Spirit now lives inside of you. That Holy Spirit begins to do a work in you, plant seeds in you, create fruit in you, which is called the fruit of the Spirit. And part of that is joy. Now I want to show you two things about this, or four or five things. We'll see how it goes, all right? But now, all of a sudden, his joy in me. There's the first thing I want you to know is his joy... Now becomes the strength of my life. All right, Nehemiah is building the wall. As they build the wall, they built the wall and they, they're building it. And then they're reading the law. And when they're reading the law, Nehemiah says this Go and enjoy cho- choice food, sweet drinks, and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. He's speaking to a group of people who had come back to that city that was being restored, to that place where the temple was rebuilt and the walls were being rebuilt, and there's this remnant living in the land, and now they're reading the law. And the people were crying when they're hearing the law being read. And he explained to them, he said, not today. The joy of the Lord is going to be your strength. That word strength means the joy of the Lord is going to be your safe place. The joy of the Lord is going to be your protection. The joy of the Lord is going to be your refuge. It's going to be your stronghold. It's going to be your harbor. It's going to be, uh, how many know a ship is safe in the harbor? Usually. (laughs) Okay. Typically speaking, it's safe in the harbor. The joy of the Lord is going to be your fortified place. The joy of the Lord is going to be your fortress. It's going to be your rock. You know, I used to think of this verse. How many of you have quoted this verse for years? Okay, did any of you know that verse existed in the Bible? If you're not going to raise your hand, I'm just going to ask dumb questions. (laughs) I mean, we quote scriptures a lot. Sometimes we quote scriptures even when we don't know what they mean. (laughs) This sounds good. Yeah, that's the the scripture we're supposed to use in this moment, right? And we used to quote this, hear it quoted, hear it used. And I don't know about you, but sometimes my thought process on this scripture was, That it was something about, well, my my joy about the Lord would be my strength. My joy about thinking about the Lord and my focusing on him. And and if I would do that, the, the joy of that would become my strength. I think it's much differently than that. I think it's much, much different than that. I don't believe that's what it is at all. I believe it's literally what it says. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In other words, it's his. It's his, and he gives it to me. From his reserve, that becomes my strength. Did you ever have joy in a moment where you shouldn't have had joy? That the circumstances in the situation are sad, perplexing, whatever they may be. Put a negative connotation there. Hard, confusing. Confusing. Yet, in the midst of it, it doesn't deny those things, but in the midst of it, there is still a resident joy that you can't explain. Like, where'd that come from? Why do I got joy? I shouldn't have joy. The situation says I shouldn't have joy. The world says I shouldn't have joy. I shouldn't have joy. Why do I have joy? Have you ever had that conversation? Trust me, I've had that conversation. Right? You see, he takes from him, gives to me, and that which he gives me becomes the strength of my life. How many know if you if you were dying today, in front of me, I would call for my wife to help you. Right. <laughs> but literally, if you were laying there without breath, I could take from my breath, breathe into you, that would cause you to live. Right? Now I guess they have breath free. I don't know how they do all that stuff. How many know I can give blood from my reserves to you that will help you live? Transfusion. I could give you a kidney if you need one. Hmm? I could take from me, give to you, and when I give to you becomes strength to you. I could give you money today from my reserve to help you right? I'd rather give it from somebody else's reserve, but I want you to get the illustration here. God takes from his joy, gives it to you, and that becomes your strength. Literally, his reserve becomes your strength in the hour of need. The joy that belongs to God is his to give us in times of need. It's a gift from him to us. It is a lifeline from him to us in times of great heartache, trial, tribulation, and put a tag on it. His joy will be your strength in those moments. I'm going to butcher a couple of names here, but I'll try my best. Gulner, Gull, G-U-L-N-U-R. So she was a Muslim background believer, is a part of the Ugar ethnic group in Western China, which has experienced the worst persecution in the country. Her husband, yeah, Alamajan, we'll call him Ali. Her husband, Ali, (laughs) was imprisoned for his faith in 2009. She's now left to raise their two boys on her home. She shared in just a short clip how she gets through such trials. We have joy, real joy. The joy in this difficult situation is real joy. It must be joy from the Lord. Otherwise, how could we endure this hardship? I already told you, the Bible says in Acts chapter 13 that the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And this was right after Paul and Barnabas were persecuted in the city. They were persecuted. They were oppressed. And the Bible says they left the city. And in that moment, the Bible says they were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. You can't be filled with the Holy Spirit and not have joy. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's joy. You see, i got to ask you a question this morning. Is the joy of the Lord your strength? My strength will fail, but his strength will not. His joy that creates strength in my life will never fail me. Right? You see, I, I can only explain this to you. Because I saw this, I, I, I saw it in China with a persecuted church that they're detaining people at airports. The organizer took them three trips to get in. He's so full of joy. I'm watching a people who they're, burning, they're messing up their churches and their crosses. Some of their husbands are in jail. And yet in the midst of the atmosphere, there's such a real authentic joy. Because let me tell you about a persecuted church. The Bible shows me a persecuted church explodes. A persecuted church really, really knows how to pray. A persecuted church is full of the joy of the Lord because it can't come from anywhere else. And this church is just so joyful. When you see it on faces and you hear the sound, there's a difference of the sound that it makes. But I can only say to you, I can only understand it because I can tell you, and you know this, and I've heard you, you've heard me say it before, but i got to use it this morning. You know we lost our son four years ago. It's the most depressing, saddest, hardest thing we've ever been through in our life. And I've told you, every day of my life, I think of him. Every day, I have a moment of sadness. But every day of my life, I have the joy of the Lord that becomes my strength. I cannot explain it. I don't work it up. I don't, listen to me. I'm telling you right now. I don't pray for it. Pastor, don't pray for it. No, it's there. I don't work it up. I don't drum it up. I don't summon it down. I receive it. It's just there. I can't explain it. I can't. (laughs) It's like, hey. Well, can you explain it to me? Nope. (laughs) It's just there. And it becomes a strength. It becomes strength in your life. It doesn't deny sadness. It doesn't say, oh, that didn't happen. Of course it happened. It doesn't say I don't have sad moments. Of course I have sad moments. But I still got joy. And it's not mine. It came from his reserves. It came from heaven's reserves into my life that affects my life on a daily basis. Now, if I could just get that patience thing worked out. First time she said amen all day. His, I get saved. Holy Spirit takes residence. His joy becomes my strength. But his joy produces a sound from my life. Uh, Troy, 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 Troy. Oh, there you are. Can I, can I have that video? I know. I, I told you I wanted it. When you get a chance. Uh, I'm going to show you a video. I think he showed it to you last week. I'll show you a part, part of it. And it's hard for it to bring The same effect here as when I was there personally. But I got to tell you something, folks. When I was there in that atmosphere and the pageantry and the joy and the passion, I love the pageantry of worship that they used. I just love it. You know, we we get all bent out of shape in America anymore. Well, that's not God. Why are they waving that flag? Oh, stop it. Would Would you just stop it? You know, religious people hate joyful acts just telling you. They don't like shouting. They don't like jumping. They don't like banners. They don't like flags. Oh, get over yourself and let people be happy. Would you just get over yourself? God's not offended. Why are you? Gosh. And the thing is, I can back everything up biblically, and they still don't care. They give me a yeah, but. Don't yeah, but me when it's in the Bible. If it ain't in the Bible, you can, yeah, butt me. Until then. Okay. I feel better now. Come on, show me this video. I just wanted you to kind of catch a glimpse of it for just a moment of the joy and the pageantry and the the passion and the excitement of of God. These are oppressed people from mainland China that are in all together in a conference. And they're just man, they're just so excited and joyful. about It It was it was a sound that you had to hear. It's hard to do it on video. But listen to me, the Bible tells me in several places in the scripture. Psalm says what? Let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them forever sing for joy. Psalm 20, may we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. Do you know what they were doing there? All the banners, the flags of the nations were flying before the Lord. Do you know how great that is? I mean, there's some Chinese dude over there holding up the American flag and waving it before the Lord. Praise God. May we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of the Lord. Then my head will be exalted above my enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. I could go on and on reading this. His, but what happens is, is his joy causes a sound out of your life. His jo- song, his joy will cause you to sing. I've been telling you for years, Troy's holding me down up here. You know, I'm trying to get a mic. But his joy will cause a song in your heart. You see, it's not about what comes out of here. It's what comes out of here. I I told you, I I had a pet peeve years ago. I read this stupid article that somebody wrote. And this is a stupid article. They wrote an article that said, why men stop singing in church. What an idiotic article. That was a little strong. And they gave all these dumb reasons. Because of the songs, this and the songs, that. Let me tell you something a man stops singing in church when the song stops in his heart. I can stand in a country where I don't know its language and I can worship and sing. They have no idea what I was singing and they think I'm good. When this stops singing, this stops singing. If you need the right song to sing, you might need a new song in here. You think I'd like every song we sing? Ask Troy. There's some songs I hate. <laughs> and I endure them. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then I see him, he puts them on the schedule again, and I go, ugh. There was one we were talking about one time. I was like, I hate that song. Oh, I think it's a good I hate that song. One day he sang it here and everybody was like worshiping. Everybody was like out in the spirit. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> his joy causes me a song. His, his joy causes me to shout. His joy, the Bible says, causes me to clap. Oh, I don't know. I like that clap and stuff. Also, what? It's biblical. Okay. His joy causes me to speak, but I speak differently. I speak words of life. Come on. How many of joy from God in here will cause this to speak a little differently? You can always tell people who don't know joy. Oh, they're fun to be around. Boy, yeah. Give me some more of that. (laughs) Oh, man. Church was so long today. That pastor just preaches way too long. (laughs) It's all true, but you can say it with joy. (laughs) His joy will cause me to speak words of faith. You know, God is still good, even when things aren't good. His joy caused me to speak words of healing rather than words that hurt. Listen to me. If you don't have the joy of the Lord, you'll speak words that hurt people. Hurting people hurt people. But the joy of the Lord will produce a sound out of you that will bring healing to people, not pain. His joy caused me to speak positively rather than negatively. It takes no Faith to be negative. I've told you that a thousand times. None. Anybody can be negative. Some people got a master's degree. Some got a doctorate. I'm being negative. They're a joy to be around. But the joy of the Lord produces a different sound out of you. His joy causes me to laugh. Come on my morning to laughter. I watched that young girl. She just laughed and laughed and laughed. And you can just tell that she was just experiencing the joy of the Lord. His joy caused me to dance, and I can't dance a lick. And really, the only place I dance is two places, actually. One, in here. Whoa. And two, sometimes in my office. It's <laughs> Just the way it is. I got too much pride the rest of the places. <laughs> His joy causes your life to produce a sound and your mouth to speak sounds of joy. You see, see, this is what the enemy's up to. The enemy wants to steal your song. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to silence your voice. His joy shapes and forms the words that come out of my mouth during times of joy and adversity. Hmm? His joy Shape the declarations that come out of your mouth when you say God is good, even though things aren't good. Even though this stinks, my God is still good and my God is still faithful. How many know it'll form the declarations? His joy will shape the prayer that comes out of your mouth, His joy will shape the praise that comes out of your mouth. How many know the song on that side of the Red Sea was different than the words on this side of the Red Sea? His joy will shape the worship that flows out of your mouth. You see, this, this I, I want to encourage you to experience the joy of the Lord but not trying to experience it as something that you gain or something that you get or something that you learn. Certainly we learn all kinds of aspects about God. But literally, I want you to get get from his reserves that which he just gives, that which is a gift, that which is a fruit, that which he just is here. You need this. I'm going to give this to you. It's yours. Take it from me and use it. Do you get it? I said, do you get it? (laughs) You're You're lucky it's not real. You see, here's the deal. And I'm getting ready to close. The thing about joy, true godly joy, is it's almost always connected, I should say always, I think, to the eternal, not the temporal. If the source of your joy is anything earthly, it's temporary. But when the source of your joy is Jesus. How I many know oh, it's eternal? Come on, Troy. You see, if the source of my joy is money, it's temporary joy, because it can be here today and gone tomorrow. I can have a lot today and none tomorrow. If the source of my joy are things of this world, it's temporary. You can lose them all tomorrow. My house can burn down tomorrow. My car can get stolen. If the source of my joy is a house, it's temporary. If, it's, if the source of my joy is a husband or wife, it's temporary. Praise God that they are part of the joy that God gives us. Right? Amen? You guys could have done a lot better. I set you up. You're dumb. But if you expect that spouse to be what Jesus is supposed to be, that spouse will fail you, even as good as they are. And then they pass away. But you don't have to lose your joy of the Lord. If your source of joy is your son or daughter, if their source is temporary joy. You say, but pastor, but, but they died, I am sad. Of course you're sad. Hello? You should be sad. There should be mourning and there should be grieving. They're your kids. You love them. But God is still the source of your joy. It, it, the source of your joy is anything in this world is temporary joy. You can take my house, but not my joy. You can take my money, but you can't take my joy. You can take my things, but not my joy. You can take my dogs and I'll have joy. <laughs> Just seeing if you're paying attention. You can take Job's health, but you could not take his joy. You could put Paul in a prison... But you couldn't stop him from singing at midnight. You could beat him, whip him, put him in chains. Couldn't stop the from song from coming out of his heart. And then we say, why men stop singing in church? Oh, we're such sissies. <laughs> we're such. <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, sometimes we just need to be convicted of being such sissified Christians. Well, it was too cold. It was too hot. The lights were too this. The, lights were, the music was too loud. The music was too soft. I didn't like that song. I didn't like this song. The pastor preached too long. I wished he'd wear a suit. He's in jeans today. Sometimes he wears a suit. Come on, courage. Can we just focus on the thing that it's supposed to be focused on? Can we focus on Jesus? And can we stop being such wimpy, sissy, violent Christians? <clears throat> My joy is connected to the one who's eternal. I'm going to tell you what, when God's joy becomes your strength, some of you are going to change your Facebook post? <laughs> My joy is connected to the one who sits on an eternal throne. It ain't connected to somebody in the White House. No matter what you think. Last one, next one, this one. My joy is connected to the eternal Word of God. Do you know the Word of God will produce joy in your life? Because it's eternal. His Word is eternal. My joy is connected to the eternal Holy Spirit who dwells within me and dwells within you. My joy didn't come from the world and the world can't take it away. My joy didn't come from you and you can't take it away. (laughs) I ain't giving you that kind of power in my life. Nope, 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 nope. There's a joy, gang. There's a joy the Bible promises. There's the joy of salvation. There's the fruit of the Spirit, joy. That joy becomes your strength. That joy becomes this thing that makes a sound out of your life. It's a true, authentic, biblical joy. And listen to me this morning. And it flows from the reserves of heaven into your life. Now, I will say this. How do, you, how do you receive from those reserves? The reserves that flow from heaven are best realized as you develop relationship with the eternal one of heaven. Come here and see me Come here This is Pastor Pappy Hi dude What's up Okay see if y'all can see this Hey What's the fish say What's the fish say Come on show me What's the fish say we were doing a thing in a restaurant the other night. What does the dog say? What does that say? What does the fish say? <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. I will pull out all my reserves to pour into his life. Out of relationship. Do you understand the God of heaven? wants this relationship with you and out of that relationship he will say here here's what you need I'll give it to you it's mine I want you to have it I want it to become your strength I want it to produce a sound (laughs) and he'll even look at you weird like that do you understand that's where it flows from you can't necessarily learn it it's received through the relationship that is cultivated and just as this little guy came from the loins of Eric and Tony. I've still got something to do with it. <laughs> He's probably not going to be six foot eight either. My point is that whatever some of the things he does have flows from my loins. The joy that God wants you to have comes from the loins of Jesus comes from the fruit of the Holy Spirit and flows out of relationship. I want God's joy to be your strength today. I want God's joy to be your strength today. Some of you have been looking for things to be your strength. Some of you have been looking for people to be your joy. Some of you have been looking for church to be your joy. Church will never be your joy. Oh, it's fun to go to church. I love it. Some of you have been looking for a husband or a wife to be the source of your joy. Ain't happening, man. They can be part of it. Some of you put kids in a place where they never belong. Don't ever set your kid up to be the source of your joy because let me tell you something, there are times they may break your heart (laughs) then you just want to choke them. Don't ever set your pastor up to be the source of your joy. (laughs) What are you laughing at? What are you eating? No, I don't want to eat the horse, I want the cookie. (laughs) Father, this morning... I heard a little guy yell out, oh, it. I heard. I answered. Come here, man. I'll embrace you. These people aren't more important than you. But Father, teach us a lesson that when you hear us call, you're saying, come on, man. Come on. Come on. I'll give to you from my reserves. I'll give to you from my reserves. I will pour into your life from my reserves. I will pour from my loins into yours. That you'll have fruit that flows from me. God, I pray this morning that your joy would become the strength of our lives. Your joy would be the strength of this house. Your joy would be the strength of families of this house. That your joy would produce a sound out of each individual today that's unlike the sound of the world. Oh, that we would produce a sound that it becomes hope for the world. Father, the sound of this house will be the sound of joy. When Jesus came to the temple and he cleared it out, there was no joy in that house prior to that. There was works of religion and works of extortion until he cleaned it out. And then... The children began to leap and jump and praise God. And there was joy in the house. And there was joy over healing. And there was joy again. Father, may this house produce sounds of joy in this house, in this city. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Thank you for your gift of joy. May you create a hunger in us for it this morning. And that hunger would drive us to your throne. That hunger would drive us to your lap. That hunger would drive us to your arms. Where we can receive from your resources. In Jesus' name. Amen. Stand up today. Stand up with me. Every day, this little guy will say to me, cookie, a cookie. <laughs> so what do we do? We go get cookies. Why? Because it brings joy to him. But he can't reach the cookies. But I can reach the cookies. And when I reach the cookies, I pull them out. And I hand them to him. And what he does, he opens his hand. And he receives it. Happy opened the resources of the cabinet. Took it in his hand. Put it in his hand. Put your hands like this. Put your hands in a receiving. As a receiving fashion this morning. Father, I pray right now. That we're coming to the resources of heaven. We're coming to the cupboard of heaven where we access your resources, where you take from what is yours. And I'm asking you now to supernaturally place in the hands of our people joy. That there'd be an infusion of joy this morning. There would be an infusion of God, authentic God joy that comes from your loins, that comes from the loins of Jesus that comes from your Holy Spirit, that it becomes the strength of our life, becomes a, that produces the sound of our life. Father, I speak this morning that you would pour into your hands of your people who are saying, yes, God, I want to receive that joy. I want to receive it like a gift this morning. I don't want to earn it and work for it. I want to receive it. And so, Father, this morning, pour into their hands. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> now, I've got to tell you a story. I hear what he's playing. It's that dumb bird song. Okay? But, 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 I've got to tell you. When I was coming to church this morning, I thought, I should have Troy play that bird song at the end of this <laughs> message today. And then I thought, I don't want to have Troy play that bird song at the end of this. Now, you have to, if you're not sure why we call it a bird song, because there's a part that Troy refuses to do. And when he gets to joy the Lord someday, he'll play it. He it gets joy but it's about a perfect song for this. So, Troy's gonna close us with a song. And I think the Spirit of God's gonna hit him, and he's probably gonna do that part of the song. It, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't make that noise. You see, you see, you see, that's what's wrong with you're not speaking faith. <laughs> Come on, let's close with this song. It's a fun song.